Well, we're live. We're back. College Coffee Talk 2024. Pearl and Andy Lockwood. Hello, Pearl. Hello, Andy. Hi, everybody. I see you have your cappuccino there. Yes. So welcome. If you are enjoying a, a coffee or other beverage, I was going to say let's do a simultaneous sip. Do you remember our old tradition that hardly anyone? Clearly, I didn't remember. <laughs> hardly anyone said me wanted. Right. So on the count of three, enjoy. Join us in a simultaneous sip. One, two, three. Cheers. All right, so College Coffee Talk is all about just kind of giving you the latest developments in the, in the previous week that was in college admissions and financial aid. Uh, there's been so much that's been swirling around that we we broke this out of the vault, dusted it off, and um, and decided to commit to start doing this again uh, weekly for the foreseeable future. You know, as long as uh, you guys tell us you find this valuable, so. Um, there's been a couple of big developments that have happened very recently. Um, the whole year was kind of crazy, um, but uh, there, there's been some issues with the uh, with the FAFSA and delays. We're going to talk about that. But the lead story, we're coming in loud and clear. Oh, say hi in chat. Yeah, if if, if we can see you, just uh, you know, just let us know that you can see us. I mean, and uh, introduce yourself. Let us know we're coming in loud and clear. And um, this is a QA. and a This is you know, an opportunity for free you know, live coaching uh, from us if you have a quick question. So put it in there. Um, the lead story, which reporter on the street, Marla Wolfson, Pearl's sister, uh, oh. uh, also called to my attention, was in, was in the Times today, is that um, Dartmouth, uh, Dartmouth College, I think university or, Dar or college? I think it's college. I think so. Yeah, uh, the Ivy League, Dartmouth, not to be confused with any other. Uh, Dartmouth um, announced that it is now no longer test optional. Oh. Joining a growing, mm. this is something we've been talking about, you know, basically since the test optional craze. Those pendulums really do swing, don't they? Yeah, hmm. let's penduli. So, so um, they and and the reason, uh, not surprising, if you've been on our webinars or you know talking to other people who are knowledgeable about this, the reason is that test scores are still good predictors of how well someone's going to do in college. And in fact, they might arguably be better predictors than grades in high school. Do you know why? I know why. Say it. Because of grade inflation. Yeah, right. Everyone gets no A's. one gets a lower than a B minus, right, yeah. ever. That's failing. Yeah, or an 84. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the main reason that schools such as Dartmouth, MIT, um, all the University of Florida, public universities, you name it, are, um, are, are bringing back the standardized tests. You know, one of the um, interesting parts of this study, I guess, that Dartmouth did was that um, it pointed out that the, you know, the, the whole point of going test option was to expand your class, make it more diverse and give more opportunity. And more cynically, increase your uh people applying all together because there's a perceived edge now that, oh, I don't have to submit my test scores. I have a better shot now. Right. So they get all this extra app, all these extra applicants and application fees continue. And become more selective because they can reject more people. And they but the, better. Yeah, but, but the stated reason is to increase uh, diversity. But what the study found was that some low income diverse um, students were not submitting their scores, which they believed were not going to be uh, good enough to put them in the running for Dartmouth. 
So these are kids from inner cities who can't afford, you know, high price tutors or college advisors um, to, to help them. And they had scores that might have been in the 1400s, which are still very good scores, but not compared to, you know, more privileged kids at um, uh, from, from great districts or private private high schools who get in the mid 1500s. So these low income students and underrepresented minority students, they Dartmouth found did not submit their scores. And that was a strategic error because, you know, the scores would have been considered as a factor, one of the factors to help identify whether those students had the, the chops to, to do well at Dartmouth. And that's really the whole thing about these, these um, elite institutions and competitive institutions, NSAT scores. On, on one hand, um, they want more diversity. On the other hand, they still want academic excellence. It's really two things that they, they care about. There's more, but those are the two big ones. So this was actually decreasing they found the uh, the actual diversity. Very interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting. So anyone with us who wants to say hi or just uh, we, have, we have a lot of shy viewers. Okay, well we can spy on them and see who's see who's visiting. Okay. Um, but just say say hello to anyone you see, just so we can acknowledge them. I know everyone likes attention. Oh, here hello, we go. Chris Couch. Hello, Mary. Nice. Our very own Christine. Yeah, on their way to Penn State. Nice. The Lions. Cool. Yeah, Mary's older daughter um, got into her early decision school. She was, that was, awesome. that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, she's a great client. Did everything she was supposed to do. Very hardworking kid. And that's what I expect from Andrew if he's listening. <laughs> um, Road trip. Yeah. So if you have questions, any, any of you guys, put them in, in the comments here because this is an opportunity just to pick our brains for free as long as we're on. We're going to wrap up before ten thirty, and your you know our, our brains are yours to pick. So Pearl, talk about the um, the latest development with uh, with with FAFSA delays. Okay. So you, most of you probably know, but just in case you don't, they redid the FAFSA. It was two years coming. They soft launched it. They said there's going to be issues, and there were. Yeah, strangely, and and we've been sort of warning you also. Like it's it's you know just because it comes out doesn't mean it's over. Expect right. this to be. A roller coaster. I think I use stronger words uh, on a private webinar, and um, and that's what happened. So so just recently they said, you know what? Um, here's the latest delay. What is that? So the latest delay, and and what what the Department of Education I've now come to learn, what they do is they make an announcement about something that's going to happen that's not typical, like. This was the new rollout of the FAFSA, and it's not going to be released in October. It's going to become available in December was the first thing. And of course, you know, December 1st came, everyone's ready to do the FAFSA. No, it was now it's going to be the end of December, of course, which meant like midnight on New Year's Eve. And yes, it was available in the beginning. There were glitches and problems. And anyway, they said, okay, no problem. The no school is going to receive any financial FAFSA information until the end of January. Okay, now we're, now we're getting more information. Okay, but so we're able to submit FAFSAs. What we're not able to do, so this has been complicated. Uh, the good news this year's FAFSA allows you to submit to 20 schools at a time. It used to be only 10 at a time. So that was a little hamstringing. 20 schools at a time, but there are people who apply to more than 20 schools. Normally, in the past, you would be able to submit to your however many schools, wait about one to three days, and then you would log back into your FAFSA and submit to the rest of the schools on your list. Now, uh, 
you can submit up to 20 schools. And then if you have more than 20 schools, you have to wait until now, and this is the new announcement, not till the end, not till mid-March are they saying that that is the first time that any school is going to receive any FAFSA information. And that is the very first time that you could first go back into maybe your already submitted FAFSA, add any additional schools or make any corrections to your FAFSA that you've submitted that you may have had some mistakes with. So let me jump in. So, so hopefully you're not applying to more than 20 schools, but plenty of people do that. Yeah. That's a whole nother issue, but, but come on. Well, wait, hold on. I, I No, but because, but on that note, on. this is, this, it's important to understand Fine. that this process is a living organism, similar to a living oh. organism. It's very fluid. So you may have come to, uh, you, know, you may have applied to uh, under 20 schools and then come early action you know decision time you're, you're getting some mixed results you may feel okay this is my last opportunity to throw in a bunch of schools okay anyway still ridiculous please don't do that i know <laughs> i know a lot of people do that but i'm i just had to go on the record there so um so so the real issue um i think the, the big issue is that this pushes back the timeline so in traditional years may 1st was the housing deposit deadline that's when you commit that's when you send out all your social media posts that's when you do your bed parties all the right. important things <laughs> that that are critical in the uh, college application cycle. Yes. Um, even if, so, so, so now, even if you didn't submit FAFSA because you're not going to uh, create, uh, you're not going to qualify for financial aid. What I think has to happen is that timeline has to be pushed back because if the colleges aren't first downloading the March information and like Pearl said, they may not even get all of right. it because you know, there's going to be more coming in. There's no way that they can um, get all these awards out and listen to people appealing them, you know, trying to improve them, negotiating, whatever, by June 1st. That's just- uh, By May 1st. By, yeah, by <laughs> May 1st. And by June 1st is gonna be, is going to be questionable also. Right. So as this timeline pushes back, you know, most kids go to college in August. Yeah. It's, it's gonna ratchet up um, and put more pressure, not only, here's the point I wanna make, not only on students and families, but the colleges, are going to be feeling pressure to get as many people enrolled as they can. So I'm hopeful, I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to lead to a good situation uh, for parents and, and kids in the driver's seat in terms of negotiating. So you might be able to say, look, uh, I know you gave me a, a nice award, but you know it's really not enough. We're considering these other colleges that gave better awards purely uh, out of financial concerns only. If there's any way you can match those offers, you know, that we're, we're coming. So. Expect more pressure. Yes. And in light of this news that the FAFSA information will hit no school until March, and again, as the Department of Education operates, they say something, and then when it gets to that new deadline, literally like on January 31st is when they announce, hey, guess what? The schools are not going to get the FAFSA now, end of January, the last day, but rather we're now announcing on this last day, because we where we set your expectations the first time, it's not going to happen until March. So who knows what will actually happen in March? Yeah. We don't know. I, but Don't be shocked if there's another delay. Exactly. In uh, the COVID year, when things were complicated, they pushed the housing deadline from May 1st to June 1st to deal with that situation i imagine they will do something similar this year and the other thing that is starting to happen in light of this now announcement of the fafsa delay of information till march 
some schools have now in responses, and please go check the websites of all of the schools your kids are applying to just to see and pay attention to emails that are coming in now. You may have already submitted financial information, but some schools are now midway changing their financial aid requirements. For example, Cornell, for its returning students, only um, normally says, we only want the FAFSA from all our returning students unless we specifically reach out to you and say, we would like you to fill out the CSS profile. They so, just emailed this. There's, there's a comment in here about that exactly. Oh, ironically. wow. The irony. So now an email went out to uh, everybody saying that every student has to, every student, not just uh, rising freshmen, but all returning students must also submit the CSS profile. And I imagine this is going to trend a bit now because schools are lost. They have no, if, if schools are FAFSA only, they have no financial information. So it, it's a very big missing piece of this puzzle, one that turns uh, into all the other, you know, into the admissions piece a lot. And it's 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 uh, making things crazy this year. All right, let's what go to some comment? questions. I'll, I'll, I will get there. Uh, so Chris Couch, hey, 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 good morning. Maria is here. Uh, I have an email to respond uh, from her. And hello, good morning to Carol Aruda, Mary, Megan from upstate New York, Mike Vaccarelli, I spoke to him this weekend. Gary Heller points out that just because you in 85 doesn't mean you are not going to get into a bad school. I mean, it means that you can, there's still plenty of great schools for people. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he is so right. Yes. Uh, okay. Eliza Lepselter, good morning. In terms of senior year class schedule, if your child has taken all required math and science courses, is it necessary to continue to take science electives? My daughter is going for musical theater. Uh, definitely not if that's what you're going for, but if she's a STEM kid, then, then yes. Um, Jen Herman. Hello, Jen. Hi, Jen. Um, Allie Malley's on this also. I see. Hi, Allie. Yeah, a lot of Pearl uh, friends. Um, Michelle, Dr. Jardine, good morning. Seeing you between patients, not during. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> Hopefully you're not using this as like sedative or uh, <laughs> or, or novocaine. Hopefully it's more exciting than that. Um, all right, Michelle, uh, my daughter's accepted to Hofstra, and they just sent us an email asking for the SAI index from the FAFSA summary. Okay. Where would I find that? Okay, them? hold We've on, two hold questions on. About okay, this is important. Calm, calm yourself down. You're like you're, you're hunched, just, you know, relax. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Schools often regularly routinely send emails to students saying they are missing or need things that cannot be produced at the moment i mean it is possible i'll tell well, you how when, to get your answer yeah because we have a couple questions about so that. depending on this is a little strange if depending on what order you complete uh the fafsa right now some some people will be able to log into their student's account and see an SAI. It will literally, if you've already submitted the FAFSA, and here's the key though, a lot of the submitted FAFSAs are in review. They're in review in, in such a state that they're not giving you an SAI yet. And I don't know exactly how long that period is. That period used to be 
one to three days before it would, you know, be fully processed, and then you could do other things to it. Well, when, when you filed, when you just automatically get an EFC back before the change, yes, the term. you would. So, um, so just to back up, right? The old term EFC, estimated family contribution, is now student aid index. That's one of the monumental changes of the FAFSA Simplification Act. But to answer your question, yeah. you would log back into with the student's FSA ID, username and password, of course, using the student, um, would log in and go to the FAFSA status page. That should just tell you the SAI. It'll be right there. Um, it is findable, even if it's, it's findable. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to find it by logging in with the parent FSA ID. That's not information that's going to be shared with the parent, okay, interestingly enough. Yeah. Okay, so you got to log in through the students. Um, and so just be aware, you will, because I know I've already had many clients reaching out to me about a few things. And this is how it looks. You're missing financial aid information. We haven't gotten your FAFSA yet. We haven't gotten your FAFSA yet. Okay. No FAFSA. Again, nobody, no school has gotten anyone's FAFSA. They're not getting it until the end of March. So when you get emails like this, you have to remember that what I'm saying is so. It is so. I'm not the only one saying it. Department of Education has said this. And in addition to that, you will as frequently receive emails saying that we're missing your financial aid information, we're missing your CSS profile. I, I literally, I, I had a student this morning reach out to me and I said, I'm, I'm taking snapshots of her submitted CSS profile and every school listed. I'm like, you see, remember what, remember this? We looked at this together. It's, they have it. They are, this is a bot and bots are widely used by all the schools to send you emails that sound very alarming, but if you know, and everything is PDF verifiable, like we can print out a receipt of your submitted CSS that has the time, the date, and every school that you submitted it to. Same with the FAFSA. So do you I don't know? need to freak out and alarm. You, you, you have to just have some acknowledgement of, of the fact that this is often, you know, an outdated request or that they have not updated their portals. You know, this, the, your kids are often given login information to the various school sites expected to periodically check and see if anything is missing, be it financial aid or application related or admission, admissions related. Um, but it is often not accurate. OK, if you know you have submitted a CSS profile, you are going to get a receipt. It is going to tell you the school. And if that has happened, then that school has access to it. So if they're emailing you and telling you that they are missing it, they are wrong. And eventually it will all get sorted out by the time you're going to receive a financial aid award. So I am really encouraging you to just take a breath when you get an email like that. Don't freak out and just Break it down, remember what I said, and just go double check your CSS. Make sure that, in fact, that school was submitted and or the FAFSA, uh, but don't don't lose your head. Pearl, definitely not a bot. Way too expressive. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Um, Carol Arruda pointed out some private scholarships require SAI also in order to submit yeah. deadlines approaching. So that's a wrinkle. Yeah. Um, Megan. Uh, Willis is the one who made that point about Cornell requiring CSS profile even for returning students. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. That's, you were just mentioning that to me this morning and around 6.30 a.m. Yeah. We slept uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Michelle Baccarelli, when it comes to making an appeal, would you guys make that appeal on our behalf? 
um, I assume this means if we were working together, right? Or would 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 the appeal to the college themselves with direction and tips? Um, so so when we're working with with people, the ideal way is for us to be in the background. I handle the appeals. She does all the financial aid forms um, stuff, which is a lot of work. Um, but to me, it's always a little bit weird to say like, listen. Uh, you know, we need more money, and now I want you to talk to you know my consultant, who I paid several thousand dollars to to get me to get me more money, right? So we're better off lurking in a in, not in a weird, Scripting creepy way, you. right? In a, in a, yeah, it's, most of it's done in writing, so I, I write all those letters exactly. Yeah. But this is for your benefit. Yeah, this is best. Yeah, um, right. It's not any less work for us. It's actually more. Um, Okay, Missy Curtis, hints of finding scholarships. Will you pop this in the chat? Um, for scholarships, I think most of those sites are a waste of time. I don't know anyone who's really cleaned up. I see ads, and I'm sure you see the same thing. My, um, my, our go-to gal for that, back when you could say gal, is her name is Jean O'Toole, O-apostrophe T-O-O-L-E, and her website is connections101.com. One more time, connections101.com. She is the, I hired her for two of my kids. Um, she's great. So I, I uh, that's who I recommend. All right. Carol's FAFSA is still in review. Right. Um, okay. Michelle Baccarelli, we've already signed into the FAFSA with our daughter's FAFSA ID. And like you say, it's in review. And I could not find it anywhere. Do we have to wait until the FAFSA status is processed? If you've logged back if you if you're only looking at this from logging in with the parent FSA ID, she says she, uh, with the student, you got to wait till it's out of review. Unfortunately, yeah. I know, uh, and that's it's most families. Okay. Really, just the grad students I have found that when I'm submitting when their forms go in, it immediately does give you an SAI. But undergraduate students with parents, where this is the first year they are not, they're literally not. It's still at your option, sort of, to say, no, I don't want my information automatically ported from the IRS. But if you do not opt in for that, you are getting no financial aid. They expressly say right in the instructions on the first page. So it's at your option. You don't have to consent right. to this. Right. But if you don't, move along. Right. So if you want money, you should probably consent. <laughs> right. So anyway, so now this is the first time we're it's literally the first page. It's like, do not pass go. You say yes here. And then after that, all things, it, it immediately from the get-go pulls in all of your submitted to the IRS tax information and benefits information, whatever it is you submit to the IRS, goes right into that FAFSA. You don't see it. You just Trust rely it. on the fact that Trust. it's done with full integrity. Trust the force. Exactly. And, um, and so there is not that much in the way of substance to put into uh, financial information in the FAFSA, except for the um, the assets, of course, which are important. But in the past, you would actually have the option, whether or not to utilize the tool, and yes, schools would want to see it in that express form to port over your information um, or not, or you have the option to manually input it. Now you do not even have that option. All right, uh, Mary, Mary Alice Muller. 
Uh, we made many. We made many of these emails freaking out. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, don't. <laughs> I, I swear, not directed at you because it's everybody. Because yeah. you know what? It's weird. Why? Why shouldn't you react that way? It, it seems. It seems like they know what they're doing. The schools, you know, they seem to have their act together on the outside. It seems implausible. It, has to be that something is missing because they seem so serious about it and they seem to have <laughs> yeah no this is just the way it is unfortunately Lori but it works out client Lauricito hey guys if hey, you man. are a returning student can you at least quote-unquote plan to likely get what you've gotten in the past or would the new FAFSA changes affect that um, all things being equal, income and assets similar to what they have been, same school, same everything, I think you can reasonably expect it to be the same. Yeah, I would be cautiously optimistic mm -hmm. you'll receive the same. And that's and yeah. if you don't, that's grounds for appeal. So yeah. we'll be right there with you yeah. if that's the issue. Oh, look, David Nussbaum is watching. Hello. Hi, David. <laughs> Just, that's a perfect demographic for us. <laughs> um, all right, Michelle Vaccarelli. That being the case, and we cannot get the SAI until FAFSA is in a processed status, does the SAI index estimate apply to send to Hofstra? Should we speak with my daughter's counselor? I would just speak to the counselor and just explain and let them tell you what to do. Right. He, just here's the other thing to remember. And this is, I understandably, everyone's initial reaction, like, but we're not going to have enough time. How are we possibly going to be able to appeal the award and, and get some movement and find out before we have to make a decision, et cetera, and so forth? You're right, but everybody is under those same time constraints. It's whatever's going to be is going to affect everybody at large. That's the way it is this year. So I somehow switched off the um, show. There we go. But you can and you take okay. the last and lastly, questions. okay, and lastly, Michelle, following up, uh, do you know? Do I happen to? I do happen to know. Hofstra does not require the CSS profile, not for um, not for incoming freshmen, not for returning students. Um, so, but I, you you can't produce something that's impossible to produce at the moment. But I I don't know how long ago you've set your you've submitted your FAFSA, but I would periodically log back, have your student log back into their account, and you will see an SAI eventually. Yeah, any other questions? Uh, We're almost at the bottom of the half hour. Yes. Oh, I'm back, I figured it out. Okay, great. I don't know why it switched off. I, I had a little fun um, thing to share. Just while we're all getting, you know, so involved and so invested, and I always say what I'm about to say periodically, it is, it's, it's very easy to get so emotionally swept up in this process, and sometimes to the extent where you could lose your way and and farm out your worth or your students' worth to these schools, you know, thinking that their their whole being rises and sets with admissions to any of these schools. It doesn't because. Every one of these schools, you know, within a standard deviation has the same wealth of offerings. And if you take a student who is wanting to learn, improve themselves, grow, be successful, and put them at any of these places, they're going to learn, grow, and be successful. So in this process, just don't farm away your self-worth to these institutions. They're, they don't deserve it. Um, and uh, on that note, who knows where Taylor Swift, one of the most successful people in the world these days, 
went to college. Hmm. I don't even know that. Anyone? Yeah. Do we have any any guesses? Yeah. I'll give two minutes don't for cheat. guesses. Yeah, don't don't cheat. cheat. Please don't cheat. We have a minute before we wrap up here. Uh, anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Is, is it like I didn't cheat to go to college? She did not go to college. That is correct. She, but apparently she's very intelligent. Said on top of it, but understandably, her music career took off, and uh, she decided to put her energy into that. Good choice, Taylor. <laughs> so if you don't go to college, you can do that. There are other possibilities. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. There are other paths. I just wanted to point it out. Okay. Where did her boyfriend go to college? University of Cincinnati. <laughs> what's their What's their their uh, mascot? No. I'm out. Very bad. Nice work, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know where you go from there. So that's it. Uh, we uh, we hit the bottom of the hour. Uh, this was fun for us. I hope you guys found it valuable. It's um, it's you know, I want to encourage you to to um, to to hang out with us. We're going to be reposting this on uh, you know not just live on on Facebook, but also on our YouTube channel, on our podcast. I'm not sure what other social media that we're involved. Maybe LinkedIn, maybe some new one. Um, so we're just, you know, we're just here to try to help you understand more about this complicated, crazy world of getting into college, paying for college, as well as any other related questions. And we have so many more things to talk about today, which means we'll have a lot more next week. Yes. So join us. We're next back. Week. Yeah. We're back. We're, so we're, tune in every Monday. This or... was like the pilot. Yes. Yeah, because we we haven't done this in a couple of years in about a year so now we're back get so, your questions ready for next week <laughs> yeah okay same time 10 a.m eastern standard time mondays right here on facebook and then recorded and all these other places have a great week